Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, here we go. Whatever Wednesday, July 13th. I'm the host of Drive Time Lincoln, Jack Riggins, and Johnny Cadillac is producing the show. It is a whatever Wednesday. You know, we love first-time callers, but uh, we love all the long-time callers as well. Please call in on the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline. So you let an old guard in? Yeah, let, of course. I mean, <laughs> yes, of course. Thank right. you, Johnny. The but yeah, go guard. ahead and give the that OGs. phone number. <laughs> 402-479-1400. A lot going on around the state, uh, of course, and nationally. I don't know if everybody saw how much time uh, Miss Pelosi gave uh, Congressman Flood up in D.C. in his uh, swearing in, uh, but it wasn't much. She sure likes to play political games with everything, and I, I find that so unprofessional. I mean... <laughs> a member of Congress, uh, a few military folks and I were talking about how the things we do for change of commands or the things we do for award ceremony or promotions, right? So really, if you think about it, even though clearly Mike Flood is a conservative, um, it's a promotion to go and want a special election. And it's just cheap, like penny store games. It's it's demeaning to the new congressman. It's embarrassing, in my opinion, for the American people. But it's ju- it's just kind of like what I guess, and maybe we shouldn't characterize the. Democrats all by Speaker Pelosi. But it's kind of hard not to, right? <laughs> it's kind of hard not to. But I I saw that and I thought that was just what we call JV. <laughs> what we call JV. Um, but again, I'm getting the text line open as well. Um, you know that we're good here about uh, getting everybody, whether it be calling in or... On the text line, decently on the show, represented. Um, Johnny, what did you think yesterday? That was probably the longest form we've had with Brian um, in the history of Drive Time Lincoln. Yeah, we did give him quite a bit of time, didn't we? But it was a a good conversation. Yeah, I I mean, did you say conservative conversation? (laughs) I said it was a good conversation. Oh, my bad. I'm hearing things. I mean, I mean, conservatives are good, but no, I just said good conversation. Well, conservatives are people. Some are good. Some are bad. <laughs> Democrats are people. Some are good. Some are bad. Independents, libertarian. I mean, we're all we're all at levels of good and bad. Let's right? go, Brandon. Oh, geez, yeah, right. <laughs> so, see, that does it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pushing it there, Johnny. Uh, Scott on the text line, longtime listener, longtime texter. Uh, what was it like when you attended your first conservative event? What went through your mind before and after? 
Wow. Wow. Great, great question. The first event that I ever attended in my entire life, I was back on leave, which is vacation in the United States military, seeing my family here in Nebraska. I wouldn't know the exact year um, because I wasn't living here. I think it was around 2010 or 11, but um, Governor Heineman had either just been elected or been reelected. I'm sorry that I don't exactly know and I didn't Google it. Um, and so very common if asked, right, by a, a VIP that uh, military members may may go to those things. No, no problem with that. Um, and to go in uniform, I, I saw STRATCOM people, I saw National Guardsmen, so gave me a chance, which is uh, very, in SEAL team, not a lot of times to get in my dress uniform. Um, it was a dinner party, actually, and uh, I was in my dinner dress uniform, so it's actually the most dressy uniform we have, and and I suspect there's a lot of vets out here just like me, but um, I'm proud of my service. I, I don't even know how to say this. I'm, I'm proud of my service to this great country, but I'm embarrassed in some way with my what we call our, our racks or our ribbons, our awards. Um, I, I just, I mean, it's decorum in the military and it, it, to everybody in the military that talks about different times in your service and different things that you have done and earned, you know, from good jobs, right, and 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 doing above and beyond the call of duty. Um, and and I trust me, I'm nobody special. I'm just an average representation of every service member um, when it comes to that. But I've just always felt uncomfortable. But not when I'm around at the at the actual like the funerals in dress uniform or a function, but in in and amongst the civilian population. And so it was a little bit uncomfortable just at first going in. Not re- I knew one person, right? I actually went with Shane Osborne, who many of you would have known. Um, both we went to uh, the University of Nebraska together, uh, Navy ROTC, and he was. I think the uh, sitting treasurer at the time of the state. So he had been in politics for a little while and he asked me if I, if I would go my wife and I with he and his wife. And so we did. And and I get along with him. Great. Known him for years. And, you know, I was very comfortable around him, but it was uncomfortable because I felt like I was kind of out of my, well, I was, I was, I was a fish out of my bowl. Right. And, and you could clearly tell there were more military people that probably serve locally here at Stratcom and National Guard folks that certainly knew some people in the crowd. And, and so I felt a little uncomfortable, but I mean, Hey, you know, I've done big dinners, plenty of big dinners with VIPs and government officials. And, you know, you're nice to everybody. You sit down, you eat. There's a lot of speeches and you listen and you clap and, and, Overall, I mean, for me, it wasn't a networking opportunity. It was just, you know, be there with Shane and have a, a nice dinner. And uh, and so I did that. Um, but 
I enjoyed the speeches. It's it's nice to see somebody that's won an election because those are hard. Um, and I think uh, from what I know, right, um, don't personally know Governor Heineman, former governor, but I, he's really enjoyed his speech. I thought he was a good governor from what I know and a good human being. So um, I guess by the end of the night, you know, I thought it was cool, but I, it, it wasn't something that I was like, boy, I can't wait to get back to Nebraska or to San Diego and go to another one. Um, it just wasn't my thing. I think that uh, a better example would be last year when I was kind of MC of the Reagan dinner here in Lincoln at the country club. It's a conservative event, usually a fundraiser for the NEGOP slash Lancaster County. Um, but th- at the time, uh, right. I mean, I was the radio personality, so they brought me in, obviously know my background and uh, some of the consternation that is playing out on the state stage was happening in Lincoln. And so I was very aware of it. Um, and so um, I have to admit it was very, at the time, <laughs> disorganized for a military guy. Um, but Jason Jackson, a former military guy who was the chair, uh, did a great job. And and Matt Schulte also was part of that committee, um, got it put together, right? So when I say it was disorganized, it was just in the lead up. But eventually those two, along with other uh, people, I think Rylan Hoffner, um, Dallas Jones Jr., I think, uh, you know, got it put together. And it was a really nice event that I thought fit Lincoln, fit um, kind of the conservative movement here. And I emceed. Um, I did, as you can imagine, kind of take the time because I figured I'd never be invited back to anything like that to give my perspective on everybody in this room, you know, elected officials works for the people, that type of thing. And, you know, and some motivation, conservative stuff. Um, I know I made fun of uh, the Chinese chairman um, and I made fun of Joe Biden a little bit, as, as you would at a conservative event. Um, I probably went way too long because, um, again, I was like, well, this might be the only time I get in front of these people and I want them to know where I stand. And uh, and then Governor Ricketts, of course, did a great job speaking at that event as well. And uh, the Oklahoma governor. So I got to meet the Oklahoma governor. And uh, and so I felt much more comfortable at that time, not as an active duty person, but as a private citizen. and. Uh, and that's really from a big event standpoint, um, besides local meetings that I now attend here and then the state convention. Those those are my thoughts, Scott. Um, long answer, but I, th- I thought you guys were worth it. Um, but I encourage everybody. I was not involved until, you know, a year and a half ago or so in local politics and state politics and participating. But it's very difficult for me to encourage everybody in the listening audience to do anything without doing it myself i i i just if i'm gonna say get involved in voting then i'm gonna vote if i'm gonna say get educated on candidates then i'm gonna get educated on candidates if i say get involved in your local party then i'm gonna get involved you know what i mean and uh so i try to live it because i think that's important when you're talking to an audience in lincoln and lancaster county that uh is smart and and wants to be involved but Sometimes we are not in the right time of our life or maybe our motivations and politics have been beat down. But make no mistake about it, um, you can make a difference on a lot of levels from getting involved with your local party to, um, you know, volunteering to help out on 
many different levels to maybe being part of the local party, right? And being elected or to be a delegate. And, uh, and so, you know, that's where I'm at now. Um, again, good question. Hope people enjoyed it. Uh, let's go to Richard on line one. Oh my God. We haven't talked to Richard in a while. Richard, we got about three or four minutes. Okay. Well, I'm going to spit it out real fast. Uh, I have now, uh uh, refrain from talking about uh, passenger trains and the. Bus. All right, let's go. Three months is up. Okay, very good. Um, I don't know if it's up, but I'm going to give you the green light. Good. Thank you, Commander. Uh, we will be making a very important budgetary decision uh, when the city budget is adopted, and uh, the uh, public hearing on the city budget is Monday, August 1st. And it's a 3 o'clock p.m. city council meeting. Uh, as you probably are aware, the StarTran riders have been riding free ever since the spring of 2020 because of COVID. And uh, what's been used to make up the, the difference is uh, basically COVID relief funds. Those are running out. So now the question becomes, do we continue to be fare free? Or do we start charging fares again? Well, and, Richard, uh, you have to have an opinion on that. I have an opinion. My opinion is that with the high price of gasoline and the high cost of inflation, we need to continue the fare free. And uh, uh, it's the sort of thing that uh, uh, we found uh, $1.5 million to give to the airport to attract some more air carriers. And uh, a lot more people are impacted by our StarTran bus system than the few people that fly out of the Lincoln Airport. So I would urge people to talk to their city council personnel and uh, ask them to continue the fare free at least for another year. All right. Um yeah, well, you're clear on your stance. Let me ask you, and I know one of these days, and we will do it, um, I'm. A, <laughs> we will go on some bus rides together, but I I don't know. Um, what is a what is a bus fare? Right, it's free right now. What is a bus fare so that the listeners of Lincoln and Lancaster County know what a bus fare ride is? It is it is it a monthly pass, a daily pass, a you know to and from round trip? Give me an example. Okay, uh, if you just simply get on the bus and you don't have a pass. An individual trip is $1.75. Now, it's been proposed that that be lowered to $1.25. You can buy multi-ride bus passes. Uh, There's a 20-ride pass and a monthly pass, and those amounts will will be decreased based upon one of the things that the mayor is talking about. Um, So for low-income and... uh, uh, senior citizens, you can get an $8 monthly 30-day bus pass. So that'll give you a rough idea of the fare structure. Okay. Okay, so uh, you're petitioning and you're asking people to go talk to uh, city councilmen and elected officials so that, uh, you know, we can find money for free bus fares. Right, and I think that's also important. You know, what we're doing statewide and citywide is we're trying to do job training and if we keep the bus fare free, then that'll uh, allow those newly trained workers to go out, do job interviews, and then have a bus to and from work. And that will encourage us to uh, 
get some of these jobs filled. All right. Uh, good thoughts as always, Richard. Appreciate it. And, uh, you know, uh, let, let's be uh, judicious with the bus, uh, the bus uh, <laughs> lobbying. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate your passion and good thoughts on everything that you weigh in on. So thanks for the call. Thanks, Commander. You bet. Bye. Oh, Richard. Johnny, you were supposed to keep track. I, I think we were good. I mean, I gave him the green light. We were good. No doubt about it. Uh, whatever Wednesday, open call lines, Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. Don't be afraid to call in if you're a first-time caller or a second-time caller or, or the old guards. Um, we've taken every call. Um, and, and I think we always get through it and I think it's good for the citizens that are listening, uh, to hear everybody's opinion. Um, oh boy, text line's blown up. Uh, Chris, great question on the text line. Um, I've got about 30 seconds, so I'll read it, but I will get to the answer. Uh, Commander, what do you think of the protest going on with the house just off Sheridan Boulevard that is getting torn down? Uh, usually I consider Sheridan Boulevard to be one of the nicer places of Lincoln. I think it's private property and the guy can do whatever he wants to do with his own house. All right. Well, we'll attack that uh, when we come back in the break and in second segment. And we got some callers. Callers, stay on the line. We'll get to you. 1,499-3-K-L-I-N. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499-3-K-L-I-N. All right. Uh, we answered a question uh, from Scott about my first uh, conservative event and, and what I thought about it. I went through that. Uh, Richard. Talking about buses, uh, now he's fired everybody up. Um, already had a caller I took offline. I'll talk about that uh, when we come back. But let's go to Jacob. Uh, Jacob, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Well, I'm responding in regards to Richard's call. Uh, we hit 9.1 inflation today, and that was all fired up by all of this relief program of uh, the government because of covid and uh, this has got to stop. This free giveaway of money has got to stop because everybody else who's working is paying through the nose for their food and rent and house payments and uh, gas and everything. And this thing about free bus fare, I think it's time that these people started paying their own way. We've got basically full employment. You know, we got low you know, unemployment in the nation. Yeah. Anybody that wants a job can find one. And I, as a senior citizen, I'm getting tired of paying taxes to give all this stuff away free. Once these Democrats start doing something for free, they don't want to ever stop it. They never want to stop a program. You know, this will go on forever with these free buses if it doesn't stop when this current COVID money runs out. Yeah. It's time they paid their own way. Yeah, thank you for the call, Jacob. Uh, very good thoughts, very concise. Um, there's going to be a lot of sentiment out there. I don't know why everybody thinks being a welfare state is, you know, the way to go. It's terrible. We'll talk about it when we come back. 1,499 3KLIN. Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins on the voice of Lincoln. 1,499 3KLIN. All right. Um, whatever Wednesday. Second segment. Uh, 
about 20 minutes to go for callers. Rick Stein recognition outline 402-479-1400. And the text line, the Rick Stein recognition text line, it's blowing up. Uh, Johnny has got a caller. They're, they've been talking for like two minutes. Who knows what's going on there? Um, come on, callers. If you want in, then say you want in and uh, don't uh, give Johnny, who's not the host, uh, diatribes. Okay? Seriously. <laughs> uh talked about uh, my first experience at conservative events and really richard has opened up pandora's box for discussing that free bus fares is going to uh, go away and he is petitioning asking people to go get free bus fares back um okay jacob great thoughts on the fact of the economy inflation i couldn't agree more with your points last caller and um listen folks um had another caller call in took it offline this isn't a nation uh, nation state this isn't a, a nanny state this isn't nanny welfare this isn't um you know just because you were born in america you deserve free things when you're born in america you are given the opportunity, that's the key word, you are given the opportunity of freedom to go make out of your life what you want, right? The state, the government has very little, if it wants to, responsibility to take care of you. Other than, right, defense, and ensuring your rights are upheld, right? And in the few times that we've made big decisions like Social Security, which clearly the government can't manage, um, Obamacare sticks out in my mind as another one that, you know, hasn't gone over so well, depending probably on what side of the aisle you're on. Your job as an American citizen is to make something of yourself and to understand that if you want to go from a to B, that you make money to provide for yourself, to be able to pay for the bus fares, or buy a car, or walk, right? We as a society cannot continue to think that we have to pay for every single thing that's out there. And that's the sentiment that has been going here. Right? I mean, that's what Nebraskans and Lincolnites are telling me here on the text line, as well as the callers. Um, if you think differently, call in. I'd love to hear why somebody thinks that because you have not taken your opportunity, um, that the rest of the people should be burdened and our tax dollars used to support you when 90% of the population goes and takes care of themselves, right? Do we need to help people that are having issues, having trouble? Yes, help them get on their feet, right? Inflation's high. Jobs are out there. Unemployment's down. You go get a job. Find ways to support yourself. That should not be some 
Oh, my God. He's gone crazy. That's our country. That's how we do it. But absolutely, if if there's... We all understand people have down times, and helping out your neighbor is great. Um, but you have no responsibility to help out for a lifetime, right? We don't, I think, want to create a welfare state. Oh, here they come, Brian and Johnny. But great, I asked them to come on... Um, I will get back to Chris's talk about, question about uh, Sheridan. Ah, Let's just do it right now. All right, the house on Sheridan. uh, Number one, Chris, I don't know if it's private property, but I'm going to assume it. So let's just say this. If it's private property and the guy wants to tear the house down and build a new house, close shut case. Done. There you go. Done. I mean, of course, he has to do all the zoning things and the... uh, um, Permits, all, all that, you would assume he would do that. Um, so if it's private property and he's done the legal process to tear down his house and build whatever house he wants, he or she wants, done. Case closed. Common sense solution. Now, if he hasn't done that and I don't know what they're protesting, um, well, then they might have a right to protest. Of course they have a right you know, to peacefully protest. Then he should go get those things done and get legal. And then tear his house down and build it um if people are protesting just because you know they think it's a historic house it'll ruin the neighborhood that's just people with not enough to do right that's just people with too much time on their hands that are saying the noise is driving me crazy or people going well you build that house it's going to ruin my property values well if you can protest and you if you feel that way it's your right but it's kind of silly. It's kind of uh, small, in my opinion. So I don't know exactly what they're protesting about. Um, I guess maybe I need to drive down Sheridan. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's go to Johnny on the line. Johnny, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hey, thanks for taking my call. You bet. Um, you know, with this welfare comment that was made and taxes and all that stuff, I'm just going to point out... Well, with regard to people paying the bus fare is what we're talking about, right? Well, I mean, Richard you know, wants bus fares to be free again and forever. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to respond to that, really. But you don't, Richard. Richard said that Richard is saying, and he's right that because of COVID, bus fares have been free. You know, right? The city's offset that probably by federal money, and now the bus fares are about to go back to the normal way you pay for bus rides. And he would like everybody to pressure city council to get more money to have bus fares free so that I is mean, that is what has led to why are we paying for this why should people pay for this i i mean i don't know i mean there's services i believe should be free but i guess like you know a bus ride you know maybe for people who are in a tough situation yeah sure but i think we're all in a tough situation right now considering you know there's a lot of corporations that aren't paying their fair share in taxes and they're kind of pushing that on us you know, it's kind of one of those things like, oh, well, middle class and working poor people, you know, they, they can afford to pay more taxes. You know, I mean, corporations, I think they were at 21 percent not too long ago. What are they at? 28 percent now they're paying roughly or I don't know, whatever it is. But in other countries, you know, they're, they're up to like 70 percent and they understand that uh, health care and education is an investment for the country. And I don't I don't understand why conservatives have such a problem with this, because. The smarter your people are, if they can get an education for free, 
that's really good for you and your country. Uh, the healthier they are, that's really good for John, you. And Johnny, country. Johnny, do you think that education, right, in the, in the way education has gone, let's just talk about college degrees, right? I, I got my college degree, my first one, in 1998, okay? Um, college has been watered down. Education has been watered down. I mean, people go to college and they acquire debt, which is to your point, let's make it free, and they can't find jobs. Or a vast majority of them don't find jobs that are in what they studied. Right? So you can educate your public, as you're saying, for free or they pay for it, but it has to lead to something. So just educating by itself doesn't lead to a productive society. There are people out there who definitely could use an education and they would benefit from it. Um, so so do what everybody else does. Earn it, right? Get scholarships. There's many programs to get paid. And don't think that the rest of America has to pay for you to do that, that it's like you're right. Too expensive for the average average worker. Just even, even living, you know, people, most people are living paycheck to paycheck. But Johnny, Johnny, let's go back to school. Hold on. Let's go back to school. Every generation of America, for the most part, has paid for their education. Well, you know, once it was out of public school or even if you went to private school, you paid for it. So It was never this expensive. Well, that's the cost of it. That's how it works. It was never this expensive before. You're saying every other generation. Every, it's expensive is relative. I couldn't go to Harvard when I was from Fremont, Nebraska. I couldn't afford it. I'm not saying everybody has to go to Harvard, but you know, at least at least that this people could do make trade schools free and available to people who, you know, could. I don't know. I, I'm I'm just I I guess I I would I'd like to hear Brian's comments. So I'm I'm just gonna let you go. You know where I stand on those issues, though. How do you know? How do you know Brian's on? Do you know that Brian's on? Are you guys sitting together double teaming me today? You said something. Oh, did I? Okay, fair enough, yeah. Johnny. No, hey, your thoughts are good, and I do believe there are things to, that we need to pay for to help people get on their feet. You know what I mean? Um, and and there's probably a lot of those. But we can't drive towards a state where we just provide everything. I mean, we just can't. Well, we're gonna get we're gonna get a double <laughs> double shotgun blast here. Brian, welcome back to Drive Time Lincoln. Enjoyed our conversation the other day. Yes, good afternoon. Well, now we get around to core ideology and agenda. Okay. What, okay. What does the conservative movement call socialism? What do we want? Well, a reasonably good level of public services, protections, and benefits. Okay. Do you not have that now? Do you not have that now? We still do. Paid for through a system of taxation where those who are richer pay at a higher rate than those who are poor. Now, Adam Smith in On Wealth of Nations said, it is not very unreasonable that the rich should contribute to the public expense, not only in proportion to their revenue, but something more than in that proportion. You see, the father of capitalism was into redistribution of wealth. Okay, okay, and, so what is the solution then that you would like to see? Well, I wanted to contrast with that with, that with the conservative movement core ideology and agenda. The core agenda always that you have to have for all conservatives is to shrink or get rid of as much as possible all public services. Well, I would say we believe benefits. in limited government, limited yes, government, limited, getting rid of whatever. Okay. And 
shifting the tax burden off of those who are richer onto those who are poor, having like consumption tax, sales tax, or flat tax. And if you look at all the nations of the world and there's different systems of taxation, you'll find it's the worst countries that have those sorts of systems where they don't have much in the way of public services protections or benefits. Okay, give me an example, just so in my mind I can have an example. Russia has a flat tax. Okay. Gotcha. For example. Thank you. And and I could give other examples, uh, run down the list of third. No, I just need one, just so in my head. Yeah, Russia has a flat tax. Okay. Uh, Like I said before, they also have, uh, you know, uh, it's illegal to, uh, you know, publicly, well, Anyway, so in an ideal moving forward to try to have solutions and you're right, there's giant differences between uh, Democratic and conservative platforms to the point of, you know, socialism, you know, those type of buzz terms. But what do you ideally you're the president, you control everything. What What do you do? Well, I suppose since uh, it seems that the. uh, Liberals have become the ones that are more the conservatives for uh, preserving our institutions and agencies and ways we've been doing things during the past oh, century or two. Growing Where government. Had, How about growing government? Yes, growing government. Okay, right. fair. Exactly. I would try to preserve and protect that and continue along with it and have things like all oh, a public service, like uh, having the bus fare be free at least for another year, because, uh, well, that really helps out a lot of the poorer people and uh, gets some cars off the road. Brian? So, yeah, I'm, su- I'm a supporter of it. Okay, you're a supporter of it. I got you. No, you, as always, you articulate your thoughts well, and I appreciate you participating in the show. Thank you. Sure, certainly. Uh, yeah, well, hey, we're probably always going dis- to disagree on that. Um, but to the topic at hand... Uh, Brian is in support of that. He lays out a a case of um, the bus fares in this case that we should support that here in Lincoln and Lancaster County. Richard is the same way, and and there's many other people that don't feel that way. Um, I would be one of them. Now, if you can show me and justify that um, there there is a good reason for the citizens for a time period, then I might. Then I might. But what I know is, you know. Unemployment's at its lowest. We have more people working than pre-COVID. So to get through that pre-COVID, right, this would be the example of, hey, we're helping people right now. And then, okay, we've moved beyond it. And I think we're at the move beyond stage. As far as bigger government and kind of growth, yeah, we're just always going to agree to disagree on that. Uh, Johnny, how much time I got? Oh, I got a minute and a half. Billy, you're going to have to do it in a minute and a half. Welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. You've got one minute. Yeah, I'll make it quick, Commander. Hey, uh, two, two topics, really. One is education and the thought that it should be free for everyone. You know, 50, 40, 50 years ago, guys could, people could work the summer job and pay for college just on a summer job. The, the cost of education has far outpaced the increase in wages, and that is purely because the government has gotten involved. So if we make it free, it's going to be free, quote, but our taxes are going to go up exponentially because they'll have unlimited resources. In yeah, the somebody pays for it. Somebody pays for it. Exactly. Exactly. And number two, 
I don't understand these people that compare us to Russia. So even if we had a flat tax, that person is then equating the United States of America to Russia. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Point well taken. Point well taken. Appreciate the call, Billy. Uh, <laughs> well, with longer form, I'm sure Brian could explain that a little better. Um, listen, really, the co- the discussion comes down to ideology and different types of governance around the world. And uh, a lot of us know what America's about, and we like it. 1,499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, finishing up a great Whatever Wednesday. I really actually like it. So thanks for everybody on the call line and uh, the Rickstein Recognition Hotline and the text line. Um, I guess on the little vote, uh, it's overwhelming, at least. This shouldn't surprise us, right? It's conservative audience. I'm a conservative talk show host doing news talk, right? Um, that, uh, yeah, people, people don't want to give free stuff, right? As a matter of practice. Um, just some quotes. Tim's been great on the text line. He has so much here. I could do an entire show on it, but, uh, when, when does Richard want the free lunch to end? (laughs) Um, great question here. When will the mayor bring back the traffic unit for LPD? Yeah. I mean, LPD has said, right, that they're down, I believe 40 officers. They have said that, um, I, I haven't heard anything about a new contract with the police union. I mean, I, I could be wrong. Obviously, some of you know I'm acting as, you know, full disclosure, I'm acting as the interim comms director uh, right now in the transition for the NEGOP. Um, so that's keeping me really busy um, outside the radio show. But uh, I haven't seen anything there. Uh, but that, hey, that's got to get there. And, uh, you know, he keeps going. Violent crimes on the increase? Yeah, we report on that all the time. Not just here in Lincoln, but in liberal cities all across the country. And it's just facts, people. Um, if you want the city to keep going that way, then just keep all these elected officials in place. I mean, it's it's like a template that you either like or you don't like. And I don't like it. Um, <laughs> and this is probably Tim's best quote. There's a lot of them here. Why don't people realize that when the government is involved... Nothing is free. Nothing is free. When the government gets it, and it's never free, you and I pay for it. 1,499.3 KLIN.